You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Sound can mean only one thing. You are listening to 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. Many thanks to Owensy and Keith for another excellent, excellent show of Celtic Rambles. You can hear that again next Sunday, uh, Saturday morning from 9. And if you missed anything on that show, restream it after you've listened to us, of course. After you've listened to us, it's the World Football Programme, heard every Saturday during the football season and a little bit into the uh, silly season on 107.9 Radio Fremantle. We are here with thanks to our long-time sponsors, uh, Futsal WA, and Greg Farrell joins us regularly to talk futsal, and you can register your team in the Superliga by just going to Futsal WA. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom-built fencing and gates, and, of course... Gate and Fence Hardware WA for fence and gate components and automation to upgrade and protect your property. And we thank those long-time supporters of this show, the World Football Programme. Without them, you probably won't be hearing me. Uh, Some would say. You won't be hearing (laughs) your weekly fix of world football. Joining me in the studio is uh, Laughing Man, Jim Webb, and in-studio special guest... Rob Caruso. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? I feel like the odd man out. You're rocking your Perth Glory women's shirt. Hello. Rob's there wearing his Sam Kerr shirt, and um, I'm not wearing anything women football related. Before we start there, Jim, because, <laughs> uh, you know, those watching on the webcam can see Jim's <laughs> fabulous shirt. I saw it and went, what the? <laughs> Tell us about that one, Jim, because there's a story. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking an Eerie from Belvedere shirt from there it is. Um, t- two now. years ago. And uh, it was uh, given to me after a game um, 
I can't remember the name of the player. He wore number 20. And uh, after the game, I just cheekily said, look, he's <laughs> been following his team for quite a few years. Any chance of a shirt? And all of a sudden, this one come back with, he's not playing again. Have this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good when the chairman goes, he's not playing again. <laughs> Rob, have you had that happen before in your... Uh, oh, sorry, let me uh, go a little bit back from that. Rob Caruso is joining us from Perth ASE. Rob... Those that may not know who you are, can you give us the Rob Caruso story, please? Yes, I'll try and make it short, otherwise we'll be here all day. No, no, carry on. No, so we're a football and futsal club. Yep. Um, we started back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play our football out of uh, uh, Lampakam in Kubala. Yes. And we play our futsal for Superliga, um, based out of Melville, uh, for our home games and training. Okay, and your football journey, Rob? Personally? Yes, please. Uh, I started playing when I was 15. Uh, For who? Phoenix uh, Park back in the day. So that was a fair while ago. Yeah. Um, I think they became Phoenix Knights after that. But yeah, yeah started uh, under 14s or 15s with them. Okay. Uh, and then moved on to Freer United. Right. Played a good chunk of football there and off to Southern Spirit. I okay. uh, played there for like nine years and then started my own club at Perth AFC. Nice. Started your own club. So you are the founder and your yes. role there, is it um, Uberfuhrer? Well, I mean, you know. Depends who you speak to, but yeah. <laughs> El Presidente. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have heard that a few times. But uh, no, it's, it, yeah, we started back in 2017, just wanted to build something a bit different in a futsal and football club, one yeah. of the only ones in Australia. Yeah. Um, we sort of went, wanted to base it on the European setup and how they do it in South America and stuff like that, where they play both sports to develop their players. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, we sort of looked at that. For the first year, I ran the club. We only started with the one team, um, and then we sort of just exploded from mm-hmm. there. We've not asked the most important question yet. Go on then, Jim. What is the most important Well, he hasn't told us who he supports. Cause that's that's the... uh, yeah, we, we, we like to hear that one. So <laughs> do you have a club? It doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, yeah, your your club that you support. Um, well, there's a couple of clubs. Depends on the competition, really. Okay, well, let's go. We'll go with the regular competition. So let's talk English, UK football. Do you have a club in, in that region? Um, at the moment, I don't know if I want to say it out loud, but uh, Man United. That's Okay. That's okay. That's that Premier League rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll give you the background. West Bromwich Albion, Millwall. So Manchester United, we remember them when they were rubbish. Um, <laughs> yeah, playing in the divisions that we are playing in. Some would say they're rubbish now, but they're actually the form team oh, of the Premier League. Can you believe it? Can you put the form table? There's something Results-wise, yes. But playing-wise, I'm not sure. So with your allegiance to United, what... Do you feel is um, Ten Hag's major issue? Because I, again, <laughs> Jim and I, we, we, we see you know chaos football on a weekly regular basis. basis. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's our team playing it or not. Uh, yet when we can, when I watch United play, I think, what what's your problem? Like you know, you're getting results, you're playing decent football, you got dare I say it, superstar players in every position. You want to just like pull your head in and, and and appreciate what's going on. I think it's the playing group. To be honest, it's he's not getting what he needs out of the playing group. Oh, like, like getting the results doesn't yeah. help. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of his at the moment. 
That's the dreaded voter confidence gone in oh, there by no, Rob. No, not, not the dreaded <laughs> voter confidence. <laughs> when you go back and look at the coaches we've had, like, I think Mourinho got hard done by at United. He should have, uh, he would, he should have uh, been given longer. We've seen Mourinho in, in a variety of different uh, countries uh, do his usual, thank you very much for having me, bank balance looks good now, I want out, yeah. and, and does almost everything he can to get out while still maintaining a reputation of success. So you're right, Mourinho. Um, what did you think of um, the boy Skullshire? I mean, I thought he was hundred by the way. I think so too. Yeah. I, I liked Skullshire when he was there coaching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, Aussie Goose? Was it Aussie Goose? No. No, no. No, what was that uh, th- That Dutch guy that they had? Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. Wrong division for me. Who was it? Ah, I've got a mind blank now. Hiddink? Hiddink? No, he wasn't there, was he? No, Hiddink wasn't there, was he? Anyway, let's move on. All right. I try and forget those. We've days. made a mess of that bit. Yeah, now, let's right. move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring, bring, welcome to our regular show. <laughs> bring, bring back Matt Busby. Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> um, they're all living on Alex Ferguson's times, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> now. Uh, no, he's, he's sitting in the uh, in the grandstand, not coming back from that one. You said a, a variety of different clubs. Um, give me another one. Uh, big Milan supporter. Okay. Ooh. Why? Uh, I mean, supported uh, you, 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 it's, not, it's not an accusation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a question. It's, good, it's actually a good link because I, I read overnight that, that Maldini is looking at possibly joining up with Man United somewhere. As a coach? Mm. Defensive coach or, or, or head coach? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one. No, yeah, I didn't I, see yeah, that one. So I'm, so I'm sure I read that this morning. Breaking news here on the World Football. Well, maybe, maybe it's complete rubbish, which is normally what comes out of my mouth at <laughs> 10 past 10 on a Saturday morning. But <laughs> which is why we make such a great news. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, uh, a South American interest? Uh, not really. No, not I don't really? have a team of support there, no. No, no. So that's two clubs. You said a couple. Well, there's two. Two, two, two <laughs> couple. Yeah. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, I mean, there is the old Perth glory as well. There you go. Thank you very much. Save the best to last. Yeah. <laughs> and the Perth glory women are doing gangbusters. Mm. I went to my first game. Believe it or not, I'll, I'll, be, I'll admit, I'm yeah. ashamed to went to my first Perth glory women's game two to weeks ago. To see Tash Rigby's 100. No, the game before I went. Right. The first time ever. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, so as I've, I've been there more than a few times. I've been, well, as you can see, I mean, this, this shirt was from... Uh, yeah, more than a few seasons ago. It's the uh, breast cancer awareness charity mm. shirt. What do you think of the um, the Fortress Macedonia then, Jim? Yeah, I, I, I tell you, it was. I really enjoyed the experience. It was a nice big crowd, but it was all crammed in, so it like felt like a football atmosphere yeah. ground. The football on display was amazing, really good. Uh, Glory obviously won the game as well, and, and I absolutely enjoyed it. And I honestly, can't wait to get back to another game that. That I can get to. So, mm-hmm. despite the fact it's quite a long way from where I live, but it's um yeah no I I I, I it's like my guilty pleasure now really or my guilty conf- confession that I'd never been before and that was the first one and you know watch last week's game on the TV and hopefully we'll get back and in time to watch well, this, this is, week's game again. We we uh, oh let me uh, <laughs> the regular start of the show has gone out the window. Then that's uh, as typical. <laughs> big big show today. <laughs> Ten minutes in. Let's mention something. Um, we've got um, uh, a fairly female specific uh, program lined up today. We've got Christine Coppin from Bassendine, Caledonia. She's the women's head coach there. She'll be joining us uh, in about uh, twenty minutes. Then we have. Soon to be friend of the show, Mel Loretto, uh, who is the 
female football director down at Mandra FC. And we will close out the show with the Perth Glory superfan, Matt Stacey. So we'll leave that Perth Glory chat mm. uh, till then, if that's okay with you two gentlemen. Now, I've got the Perth AFC website up there, Rob. Uh, first question, why can't I get a playing shirt? Uh, I'm sure I can organise one for you. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey! <Needs> me too! <laughs> <laughs> no, look, you've got the shop there. I've, yep. I, oh, it's, whenever I go to, um, to most uh, sporting uh, websites, the first page you've got, like, news, you've got squad, you've got fixtures. No, 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 where's the shop? Where's the Click. shop? Yeah. We're going to get my shirt. And you'll see that you've got that, uh, the red. You play, Perth AFC are playing in the stripes now? Yes, the red and white, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so Southampton? No. No? No, no, they're white stripes. It's like more like a West Brom's uh, stripe. Oh, okay. Southampton. You used to play a really Sheffield United. No, no, wider than that. Oh, really? Yeah, West Bromwich Albion stripes, mate. <laughs> oh, I avoid West Bromwich Albion as much as I can. Now, I'm reading on the uh, webpage there, Rob, that apparently you had a good season last season. Yes, yeah. Uh, now, when, when people say, oh, we had a good season, undefeated, mm. it says here. Uh, no, that was the year before. Sensational. <laughs> I think you're looking at the wrong article there. Well, okay. And that was Huey's putting his resignation in from that. go down to the date. Okay, all right. So how was your good season this season then? Um, uh, talking about the men's or the women's? Both. Across we'll, the board. We'll start with the women's first, please. So the women's uh, finished second. Uh-huh. So uh, just knocked out of top spot by Hammersley, um, who they went undefeated. They had a great year. Mm. Um yeah, but the women's our best season so far. Um, a big shout out to my sister Danielle, who got goalkeeper of the year for the league. Nice, yeah, well in her first season as a goalkeeper. First, <laughs> Jim Webb is rocking the uh, <laughs> he's rocking the right hand. Oh my goodness, uh, goalkeeper injury uh, award. Uh, first season. So where was she playing before? Uh, so she was my f- state futsal keeper. So oh, okay. she's been playing. She had some experience in goals. And yep. Right, that playing. helps. I was going to, yeah, mm. I thought, yeah, first season as a keeper, it's a fairly specific... Yeah, it's a big jump. Uh, but no, yeah, she uh, played on, on the pitch previous seasons, so okay. sort of desperate for a keeper, and she put her hand up and yeah, got her some keeper training and hasn't looked back then since... How did she find the, 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 the adaption from a small goal yeah. to, to, to a, ma- a massive goal, isn't it, when you're playing in those small games? To be honest, a lot better than I did because I'm a futsal keeper as well. Okay. <laughs> I tried one game in goals for outdoor and I was like, no, these goals are too big. <laughs> Can't do it. So, no, she adapted quite well and it was handy having a ball player as well in mm. goals. So mm. confidence of defence, being able to knock it round yeah. and mm. it sort of helped keep possession of the ball where we didn't have to defend now, as much. You're on the right show here. We're not talking... Sweeper keeper, are we? We're not talking Manuel Neuer, sweeper keeper. No, no, oh. not, 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 that, not to that extent. But, uh, yeah, resetting play, starting yeah. again. Yeah, there's so, no option of going yeah, back playing, and stop. Yeah, playing the short ball out. Jim knows. Love a sweeper keeper. <laughs> you know. oh, love a sweeper keeper. Oh, come on now, there's nothing better than a sweeper keeper. Very get, rare. Getting nutmegged. <laughs> and away we go. So, um, the men's season, how did that go then? Yes, uh, they did very well, actually. They made the uh, cup final for the mm-hmm. amateurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first time for our men's making a cup final and being yeah, a Div 2 I mean, side. Good day out. Uh, yeah, so sort of rough rough result. I, I think a little bit unlucky at the post a couple of times, mm. missed a penalty. <sighs> yeah. But credit to them, they did the club proud and really stepped up. And to make a final in our first five, six years is yeah. pretty yeah. amazing. Oh, especially yeah. Being a Div 2 side, um, we knocked out 
a Prem side on the way and a couple of Div 1 sides. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. We did, we were yeah. Yeah. Here at the show, we were following that. Yeah, uh, so we tend amazing to, run. Again, as Jim and myself uh, do, we tend to look lower league. Um, you know, anyone can look at Premier League at, at a variety of different levels um, and you expect with facilities and availability of, uh, of talent that Premier League, wherever that sport may be, to be superior. But often... Um, I find that the lower leagues, it's that club cohesion, that playing for your mates, that hang on a minute, let's you know, back him up. Yeah, Whereas yeah. you can find it uh, at some Premier League clubs, uh, well, mm. you know, Joe's on, or Josephine is on the, the top dollar. She can do all the work. I'll stand back over here. Oh, she's lost the ball. Oh, unlucky. You know, yeah, go chase yeah. it. You, you know, they're paying you to do that. Whereas lower leagues that go, oh, Joe or Josephine's lost that ball. Back her up. Get, you know, go get it. Help her out. Go, you know. Boots and all, take that player out, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the amateur competition as well is quite a good standard, isn't it? Across oh, across the board, isn't it? Yeah, I watch yeah, a lot of it yeah. on a Sunday yeah, afternoon, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's quite entertaining. Some of the games you get to see. And so, what's the ambition for Perth AFC? Play at the highest level we can. Play at the, there it is. There is no ceiling. What is the highest level we can play at? That's and and, and is that is that going on to a Saturday team to play state league? Is that a, yeah, an that, idea, I mean, an option or possible? I'd suggest like any club would be NPL. Yeah. Mm. We want to play as high as we can, so that, that's it. that's our just go for it. You know what I mean? Be at the highest level we can be mm. at. So your regular entrance into the uh, oh, what is the correct phrase for it, Jim? The, 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 it's not the FA Cup anymore. F- the, F- FA the, Australia the, Cup. Australia, the Australia Cup. Yep. Cup. Yeah, we've played that every year. Even when we started off in our wow. first year of socials, we were like, no, let's do it for let's the experience. It, right? Yeah. And I mean, last two years we've pulled NPL uh, sides in the. Yep. Third or fourth round. Yep. yep. And it's like, nah, let's just do it anyway. Let's see what we've got. Start. That'll start soon, won't it? No, who, who did you have um, this year? Uh, Inglewood? Inglewood. Mm. That was, no, that was it. Yeah. home under lights, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was on a Sunday. So oh. we, we hosted uh, Perth Glory 21s and 18s as well. Yep. Hosted the cup there. So yep. it was a massive day. Wow. So And we also had the uh, Women's Cup on the same day. So it was a big Dope. festival of football at Kubalup. So from an amateur Div 2 side yeah. to... Yeah, post all that was pretty amazing, and oh yeah, and we, it's two years in a row now. We pulled Coburn a couple of years ago at Lampacum as well. So, <laughs> so you're building a um, is it a relationship or a rivalry with Coburn? Um, it was the only time we've ever played them, really. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, it's not much oh, there, right. but Do, well, uh, uh, give it time. The, yeah. No, yeah well, the questioning is uh, with um, lower league sides, they they. Uh, have been known to, to to have an allegiance with higher league sides. You, you don't have that at Perth FC, AFC, no? Um, well, we share the ground with Western Knights. Right. So, I mean, they've been really good to us and they okay. look after us. So um, there's a uh, bit of a good relationship there between the two clubs. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they host their juniors and they do their training at Lempackham and mm-hmm. we have our seniors there. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, awesome. Now... Jim, do we want to go on? We were talking off air um, with your, uh, and I'm guessing it's European uh, uh, background there, Rob. Are you European? Yes, parents are, yep. From where, mate? Uh, no, well, I was born here. Dad yeah. was born here. So. Right, yeah, but your heritage would be? Uh, Dad's Italian, mum's Serbian. Italian Serbian? Yep. Wow. Wow. So we see your Sam Kerr shirt, so yep. you, obviously you. you Australia at heart, but if we were to talk about a European nation, which one would you be picking? Uh, it's always been 
the Italians, but the form they're in at the moment. It's almost as if we scripted this. <laughs> Research? No, I'm, I'm setting you up, and you can hear that. Yeah. That's the reversing lights. Here comes the bus. We were talking off air, Jim and myself, about the uh, European Nations tournament that's been happening recently. We're into the semi-final stage, but some of the results that we're getting there... Uh, you may have missed, um, and I, that's why I'm not rocking the Gibraltar shirt today. Uh, <laughs> France 14, Gibraltar nil. But Jim, Luxembourg, Luxembourg. So, so people of of our vintage, of our, yeah, you vintage. know, rem- remember Luxembourg being done sixes, sevens, eights, nines. You know, and they were the they were the laughing stock of European football, yeah. weren't they? If you drew Luxembourg, you knew that was uh, oh, well yeah. in our day four points, well, but now six like, points. Um, uh, England one time drew Luxembourg and they put basically a C team in and, and end up walking away with an 8-0 and they're going, well, what? Uh, only eight? What happened? It's like, yeah. we didn't have any first-team mm. regulars, mate. 8-0 <laughs> against uh, a team like Luxembourg. But Luxembourg have, have qualified but for Luxembourg. the Euros playoffs. Uh, Unbelievable. Where they're playing Georgia. And... To be fair, if you look at the Luxembourg's results, they end up winning five of their... Five games, something like that, yeah, five games. So. Five of their, their ten games. Yeah. So, you know, you walk away from a season with, uh, you know, 50% win-loss ratio, you think, that's not bad. And I actually give them a, a bit of a show against Georgia. Mm, I think so. Which then puts them into the, uh, into the... Into a player final where they'll play either Greece or Kazakhstan. And the winners of that game will then qualify for the Euros. Yeah, we would... Again, it's almost like we've done a bit of research in the the green room. We were talking about the rise of some of these smaller nations, uh, you know, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan. David Beckerstein. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Where a lot of people go, we don't know who these sides are, they should get beaten. But Kazakhstan, again, it's an oil-rich nation, so they are pumping money in uh, at the grassroots level, which always takes a period of time for the cream or dare I say, the oil to rise to the top, um, and they are becoming a bit of a, um, a dark horse in, in those European uh, competitions. Would uh, what chance you give them against Greece there, Jim? I think they'll do all right. I mean, it's a it's a one-off game, isn't it? Although they've got to play that. Who uh, they got to play in the? Um, they got to play Georgia first, haven't they, to get Ooh. through to that to that final? And looks like the game is in Georgia. From looking at the UEFA website at the moment, so um, it could be fun, but. I mean, Italy being in pot four already pot as well, four, you know, reigning champions pot in pot four. Uh, there's going to be an awful group of, is it the group of death, isn't it, with the potential of is it France, Hungary, Netherlands and Italy as one group. As a group. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The group of opportunity. I've often yeah. had, uh, uh, when I, I go playing Subudio and I go, yeah, I'm in the group of death and... Um, Mr. Steve Detry, the uh, international president, goes, Huey, you're looking at it all wrong. I've gone, well, he's a World Cup winner. He's a World Cup winner. He's number one in the in Europe, and it's me. Like, come on, mate. He goes, look at it as a group of opportunity, Huey. It's an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, mate. It's an opportunity for them to absolutely spank me. <laughs> and then did I, did I see that San Marino set a record... This week in the Euros, did you see this one? Uh, go on. Did, what, did what record has San Marino well, set? Not only did they, did they lose again, but I think they scored in three consecutive games for no. the first time ever. You're kidding? No. Nope. Same guy? No, I think... Oh, no, that would have been awesome. It would have been nice, wouldn't it? But no, I think uh, they, they got a goal against Finland in the week. They did, yeah, I saw um, that. And I believe maybe an own goal from memory. I'm just checking it now, but... 
But yeah, San Marino was. Uh, oh no, it was a penalty in the ninety seventh minute to get their record. <laughs> oh, a ninety seventh minute penalty. That yeah. I heard that uh, own goal is actually the uh, leading goal scorer for San Marino. Am I correct on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so his 97th-minute penalty against Finland marked the first time in their history the Minos have scored three consecutive games. Amazing. Yeah, so there you are. Now, we were uh, discuss- <laughs> Do you take much interest in the Euronations, Rob, or not? Um, yeah, yeah, I look at it as much as I can, really. Okay. But uh, it's a bit tough. Being- so... With San Marino setting those records and Luxembourg making gangbusters and Liechtenstein not being as pants as they used to be, the whole thought process of this nation's tournament was to make these lesser-known teams, Georgia, Albania, um, those Liechtenstein teams that we've already... Faroe Islands, become more competitive. It appears that that's working. Could, could UEFA have actually... Done something t- right. ...ticked the right box for a change? <laughs> Unbelievable! They, Luxembourg finished above Iceland in their table. Iceland, who were in, were they in the last year? Certainly in the Euro before, weren't they? Because the they beat England before. in the, didn't they? That's so, right. There you are. So yeah, yeah. not only owned, but by Viking seven clap. points. So, I, I, are we all going to be on the Luxembourg train for this Euros then? No. For these Euro pl- no, just, no, no, just for the playoffs? No, not me. No, you can. I'm not jumping on that train. I'm on the Faroe Islands train. <laughs> Do you know Faroe Islands? regularly scout South American countries where they get juniors, futsal players, and go, well, you never play for Colombia, Uruguay, Chile, but we've got a job. There's plenty of houses on the Faroe Islands, apparently. Uh, Come on over. We'll sign you up for a league, give you a bit of, you know, spending money, and when you qualify for the Faroe Islands, you're playing international football. And a lot of these youngsters go, I'll give it a go. Why not? There's a, there's a Faroe Islands club team that are in the Europa right. League, aren't they? That, you know, that, that, that have done pretty well so far from what I yeah, yeah. was listening to. Uh, and, for, and for that reason, that they that mm. they, they do that. Mm. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, Who needs to talk about England and Italy and Holland when we got the Faroe Islands and Luxembourg? <laughs> you are listening to the World Football Programme. <laughs> and Gibraltar. The hint is in the name. You're on 107.9 Radio Fremantle. And we will be back with more football chat and, dare I say, for the last uh, bit there, banter. Uh, we will have Christine Coppin joining us after the break. So you stay with us. Plenty more to come. You've got Hugh Best in the chair, Jim Webb as uh, comments man and special in-studio guest Rob Caruso. Plenty more to come. Stick with us. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth-generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. 
The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Oop, we're on. We're on. <laughs> and the banner continues here. Unfortunately, the microphones went on for that one. Oop, we're on. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about... Um, well, we'll get on to that one now. Joining us on the um, on the radio right now is Christine Coppin, the Bassanine Caledonians women head coach. Christine, good morning. How are you today? Oh, she's talking in Morse code. She's talking in Morse code. What am I doing wrong? Yes, Huey, I'm doing very well, she's saying. <laughs> What was that? Oh, no. And here we go. Hang on a minute. Have you pressed the right button, Huey? Probably. Christine, we can't... You can hear her. No. No, I can hear what you can hear. Christine, I'm going to have to get back and touch you in just a moment. There is a, an issue here on the uh, computer just, screen. It's something. The phone's engaged. Yeah. So I'm going to hang up and I'll be back and touch you in just a moment. Please... Stay close to that phone, Christine. I'll be back in a moment. Okay. That's uh, actually not Jim. Well. Fill well. in. Uh, <laughs> well, we were just talking, right, with Christine, with Bassendine Caledonian. Yeah. So he was just uh, having a quick bit of history there. And I asked, asked you the question because you're the font of all knowledge of, are oh, they the oldest up. club in WA? Yeah, well, if not Australia. And you think, I think they're going to be up there somewhere. I do. Continue to fill there, you two <laughs> lads, because I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, what, what, so, so, Rob, with Bassadine, have, have you come across them in your past as a as an AFC Perth member? Uh, yeah, they are men's men's have played them mm-hmm. uh, in the past and had some tough games. Yep. So, yep. yeah. So, so we're just looking at their Scottish heritage as well. So. Um, that's all good. It's great when Hugh says just to jump in because it uh, <laughs> puts you right on the spot, you know. And uh, I mean, I had problems with the phones a few weeks ago with this, so uh, and I teach Sean how to use it. And Hugh, Hugh's desperately trying to get the phone up and working. So, uh, should we go back to uh, the international breaks over? Let's go on to football, like it's back at club level this weekend. Early kickoff tonight for everyone Man City versus Liverpool. Yes, always uh, always an entertaining, entertaining um, yeah. game. You know, half past twelve. Do you, do you, I mean, do we like half past twelve kick? I mean, I do because it means I'm going to have an early. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, let, let like me just uh, interrupt there, Christine. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, well done, Hugh. You can hear? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great, I can't. That's okay. Uh, you guys can. Um, is it coming through on the speaker? It's coming through on the headphones. Yeah. All right. Away we go. Christine, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, My pleasure. Can you d- give us the Christine Coppin? Story, please. Oh, in regards... Um, basically, I began my soccer journey back when I was a youngster, about seven. Um, I played soccer through all of uh, primary school and high school and then eventually uh, moved into uh, the Premier League in my uh, 20s and played for 
uh, Florida Athena. That right. That Yeah. And then from there, when I was a little bit older, I moved over to Bassendean and sort of been there for the last 15 to 17 years. Wow. So you would have remembered me refereeing, because I remember refereeing Florida Athena when they were a Premier League women's side. Yes, yes. I do, yes, yes. Back in the day, yes. Yeah. So we've moved around a bit, but no, uh, basically our, our club at Bassendean is made up of a series of uh, more mature women now. <laughs> 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 we've all played uh, ex-Premier League and are now sort of no longer in that uh, sort of bracket and have um, decided to all sort of come together and we've sort of became friends on and off the pitch and we've been playing there for, yeah, 15 years now. Wow. So as we say here on the uh, on the show you know football is one of those great not only levelers but um social events where you, you you meet a person for the first time put on boots play a game and then all of a sudden it's a lifetime friend and friendships that last well after the uh, the, the, the playing days have finished which isn't the case with you christine christine what and i asked this question to rob what ambition does a uh, Bassanine Caledonian women's side of football have. I mean, Rob came up with the with the correct answer. <laughs> Not that there's a correct or, or wrong answer. That to, to play at the highest level possible. Are you, you're saying with with players that that are currently at uh, uh, Cali's that they're maybe on the 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 side of the uh, the ledger that has less playing days in front of them than than there could be. Does that still um, translate into the ambition of playing at the highest possible level? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, we're lucky in that our our squad at the moment, we have two uh, women's teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one that is um, in Division 2 in the Central League, right. and then we have uh, Div 6 Metro. So it's our seniors, our top team is basically made up of a group of uh, women who are ex-Premier Premier League players, and then obviously our more junior um, girls who are coming through. And then we've got a group of about those that are in there tw- about 25 to 30 as well. So it's sort of a real mixed bag. Yeah. But I think the advantage of that is that we have a lot of experience on the park and that translates through to our, our junior girls that are coming through. Right. So, uh, sorry, so, so, so Christine, I just want to ask, you just mentioned they're the junior girls. Obviously, the World Cup this year happened. Did, did you also find a massive influx of uh, inquiries of how do I play football uh, for this coming year? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. I think the, well, we call it the Ms. Matilda effect. I yeah. think it's, it's had a, you know, it's had a, a tremendous uh, turn in terms of um, young girls wanting to come into the sport. We at our club did a, a sort of a try a try day mm-hmm. and we, we ran that for two weeks and we run it for free. We had uh, between five-year-old to 12-year-old girls come down mm-hmm. and then after that we ran, ran a six-week uh, girls-only program as well, sort of based on the Mini Roos yeah. program for girls aged five to 12. And from that we've got about 40 new uh, enrolments coming for this season. So our juniors will probably double in 2024, which is fantastic for our stock coming through. So um, I think that it's been tremendous. Well, and as you... Radio Fremantle, 107.9 <laughs> FM. 
I went to put the iPad down and I pressed that button. I'm sorry, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy capers again. I just don't understand. Wait till we do the real show. It'd be much better, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can edit that bit out. That's right, Jim. Yeah, I don't even know it ever happened. <laughs> Christine, that... that um, answers the question I just threw at you, that um, if you've got the junior base coming through, then that uh, looks rosy for the future going forward and, and, and pushing on into higher divisions. Um, how many do you ex- how many uh, junior teams for the women's program do you expect to be uh, entered into the competitions next season? Oh, well, I definitely think we've got at least, I know we've got approximately sort of three teams just girls only in sort of our under 10 to under 12 wow. sort of area. Yeah. Um, yeah, which has all sort of come from this, you know, the, the World Cup basically experience and the, and the support that, that's been shown to them. And obviously, uh, for us as a club, obviously, our, our challenge is to build the gap between that sort of uh, 13 to 17 mm. age group. Yeah. Um, which I think, obviously, being a smaller club in a smaller area, that's always um, a challenge. At the moment, we currently have some of our sort of 15, 16-year-olds playing in our women's with an exemption from Football West. So for us, it's about either trying to secure a few more players to be able to run a sort of under-17s or continuing with the next three years to build up our sort of 13s and then move them into 14s and so on. Mm. So we can basically support our, and keep our two women's teams running. Can I ask a question then, Christine? You mentioned it's a female-specific um, club environment. Do you feel that there could be, uh, or is there a need for a co-ed league? You know, um, Sam Kerr, and I'm looking at the Sam Kerr backflip uh, right in front of me with uh, Rob's shirt. When she was coming through the ranks, uh, was no disrespect to the leagues that she was playing in, found that there was a more of a um, competitive nature when she was playing against boys of a, her age. Do you see that um, maybe becoming a, a standalone league, that, that you have uh, a boys' competition, a girls' competition, and possibly a mixed competition? Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for it. Obviously, um, especially, in, I think, in smaller clubs where you don't have the numbers, mm-hmm. um, I think... And that's where, if we don't have the numbers, where we would lose our current younger girls in that space who would then go to a bigger club where they do have the numbers. So I think to be able to offer them the opportunity to stay playing for a club that they've played all of their junior years through, I think is a good option. At our club at the moment, we do have mixed sort of under 14s and under 15s that play. And we've got about six or seven girls that play across those teams. And so for us, I, th- I think there's definitely a place for it. And I think with the Sam Kerr football school coming on and that's mixed as well, I think it, it's a, a great way to um, allow everybody to enjoy football and allow everybody to develop, I think, whether they're male or female. I, I was going to ask that, Ajib. What's the, um, what's the relationship with the men's side of things? Because I know some teams it's a bit of a yeah. his and hers and there's some clubs that are absolutely we are one club. I get that impression that you're you're sort of in that latter stages of we're all one club and we're all in it together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our club's got a really rich history. I mean, mm. we began, we just celebrated our 110th yep. year anniversary. 
and we've been at our Jubilee Reserve where we're located since 1972. Oh. So we've got a men, you know, three or four men's sides and we're very supportive of each other um, in terms of the fact that our men come down and watch our women play Good. Um, when we're at home and, and vice versa. We generally play before the men and then we obviously stay back and support our men. So I think for us, we're a real community club and for us, it's about most of our members have been around for a very long time mm. and um, our senior teams are all very supportive of each other. Now, Jubilee Reserve is going through redevelopment. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please, Christine? Yes, well, there has been, um, from the uh, Shire of Bassendine, there is, they're trying to, obviously, there has been some government funding put forward um, through the federal government, and obviously we're trying to support uh, our local Shire to get that up and running. Uh, for us, obviously, being in the Shire of Bassendine, we're sort of surrounded by the city of Swan, which is very large on one yep, side, yep. and the city of Bayswater on the other. Oh, so, yeah, not, not small yeah, either. So, <laughs> so for, for in terms of um, building uh, soccer pedigree, it, it's a challenge, that's yeah. for sure. Um, and we've only, in the Shire of Bassendine, there's basically only three uh, sort of, I suppose, grounds that are suitable. So you've got Jubilee Reserve, mm -hmm. you've got Ashfield Soccer Club, and then obviously uh, Blue Steel Oval, which is obviously leased to Swan District Football Club. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's about we're trying to, at the moment, um, get lights put on our main pitch. Good. Our two smaller pitches um, have lights, but obviously our main pitch doesn't. And with our influx of um, juniors since the World Cup, for us, if we can't, get that additional funding, then it really limits our ability to be mm. able to have training sessions because we basically are at capacity in terms of space. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the other thing, obviously, we're doing is obviously being a club that's been around for a long time, we've only ever had the luxury of having a home and away change room. Yes. So we've now basically raised funds to put a sort of an additional female change room. Brilliant. So Good. Yeah. So that our... Our, our one that's existing will be a male home in a way, and then we're basically, with our own funds, getting a female home in a way change room so that it's, you know, it accommodates, um, obviously, the nature of changing women's and men's changing over in the same change room. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely trying to get our um, shire on board to um, help us with the funding to get our club lights put up. Okay. With, now, I've often thought when we have these uh, club room renovations that the separation of, oh, that's a female change room, that's a male change room, uh, should be taken away. It should be the change room. Um, I think the days of, pardon my French, the urinal in the corner, they're long gone. They, they, you know, there's no excuse not to have a, a non-gender specific changing environment at every club. Well, what's your thought on that one, Christine? Oh, absolutely. I think it, it's not... Uh, for us, it's, I don't think it's... I probably use the wrong term. I think for us, it's not so much about the separation of male and female. It's more the ability to have more than the one option. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's quality. It's quantity, it's isn't it? the issue that, say, for example, the women are in the change room and then they come out and they play and then we can't go in and shower because right. the men play after us. Yes. So for us, having the, the availability of an additional mm. change room... Yep. Um, just means that it's, it's more it's more practical even after training so mm. obviously our men's and women's train on the same night and so for us it's sort of like you know if we, we, we generally go in on a Thursday night and have a few drinks with the men and the women teams together so for us it's 
the ability that the women can go into one change room and have a shower yep. and the men can go and have one without it sort of being uncomfortable or confronting for anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, and of course, that's a, a, another cost uh, um Constraint, Christine. Yeah. We, we've got Rob from ASC Perth in the yeah, studio, yeah. And, and he's sitting here. I mean, are, are you what Christine's saying? Are you basically going, yeah, same here, same here at our <laughs> club? Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> the same at uh, Lempackham. So we've got the only one set of change rooms, and it's the same issue of our women's play before our men's, and it's quickly got to get changed because the boys are coming back in, or boys are got to get out so the the women can come in and get changed. Mm-hmm. So it's just the uh, yeah juggling act of yeah. having. Just the one set of change rooms. I think that's the common goal. Most clubs are saying it's, yeah. the, infra- it's the infrastructure now that needs to be updated. Exactly right, right. You know, and please, another set of changing rooms. If every ground had another set of changing rooms, how yeah. much would that make life so much easier for all our yeah. clubs? And, and we we see that that other set of changing rooms is the oasis. But, yeah, four change rooms Yeah, yeah. is, is yeah. ideal. But, again, that, that that's the cost. We were... Um, I won't say promise, but there was a lot of talk before the Women's World Cup that infrastructure will change. There'll be funds available. There'll be major changes uh, at at grassroots clubs. Yet here we are with Perth AFC, Macedonian Caledonians, the, the oldest club in Western Australia, and it's an issue that's ongoing. And, and and it looks like a common issue. We've, we've you talk to other clubs and they've got exactly the same. You know, just yep. give us another pair of changing rooms. Now that'll be an interesting uh, question. Could re- write that one down, Jim. Because <laughs> when we have uh, Mel uh, Loretto coming on next, um, Mandra, when they built that stadium down uh, down south, had that in mind. Mm. So uh, it's been a while since I've been down to uh, the, the stadium down at Mandra to ask whether that is an issue down there. I don't think it is. Um, I think every club could do with another s- because of the influx of players and the amount of games that are happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Christine, what else is going on in the uh, Caledonian space, please? You, you're looking for, for more players, male and female? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, like, like I was saying, I'm, I'm going to one of the Football West meetings next Oh, I think on the 5th of December to look at sort of, you know, um, our sort of that sort of 13 to 17 age group. And, and I suppose for us, that's probably, like I said, our biggest challenge. But it also comes with the fact that with influx of players, you know, being like saying, like like with the Perth AFC, at a smaller ground without that additional funding, it's kind of, you're kind of in a catch-22 position where you have players coming in, but you don't have the space to allow them to, to join because there's no training space. So I think definitely, you know, it's something that we need to um, try and get those clubs that are sort of, I suppose, in the in the middle. They're not at the top that are getting that those sort of five million dollar upgrade. Yeah. Um, you know that some clubs are getting, mm. which is fantastic. Sure. But it also means that other clubs like us, like our, like the additional change rooms we're getting put on, are basically sort of like movable um, because we don't have the actual physical mm. structure mm. at our club to place a permanent um, change rooms at the moment. Do you still have that um, space to the um, uh, Morley Drive side at Jubilee? Is that that being utilised? Yeah, so we have um, the cricket that's there sometimes and then uh, sometimes in the winter months it's taken by the football, the AFL. So we we share that space with them as well. And then there's uh, also they have uh, dog training as well on other nights. So we have... We have three pitches, um, but only two of them are un- have lighting. 
so it sort of restricts our space. Yeah, sorry, I asked that question one of the f- when I still had the two knees uh, when I do uh, pre-season uh, matches on that uh, in that space. But yeah, now that you, you've uh, reminded me, yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't really football specific, more egg shape specific in cricket. Yeah, okay. No, and there's no likelihood of that um, becoming a as we've seen at uh, Kingsway, for example, a a sporting complex, and that way you can get four or five different groups of interest all uh, petitioning the, the the state government and then pooling that money to to help that infrastructure rebuild i think we're definitely looking at looking at it um we obviously have a female president as well at that, helps. So, that helps yes so obviously um you know she's obviously super keen obviously on developing the female side as well as our as our our men's and our junior boys but um obviously we're always in contact with the football club locally to try and get the two of us to move forward uh, with, with the um, city of Bassendine to try and get them to come up with something. But it, it's just, obviously it's a space issue and um, unfortunately at the moment it's sort of at capacity in terms of the ground space that we have. So it, it, for us it's more likely that we will try and if we can source another area close by to allow our training to continue. I always ask the same question now. When's, when's the next election? Oh, come on. <laughs> Jim's pushing for a coup. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, it's amazing when it comes to election time how, how yeah. you know, how open these politicians, like, they get. And, you know, and, and it's it's been proved before in previous elections. That Is it next year? I think so, yeah. There you go. So, there you so go, start, start, start getting your action planning now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have. Within their shire, there's only three sort of recreational yeah. spaces yeah. for them to choose from, and if they're full, they're full yeah. sort of thing. So, um, but they, you know, like I said, they they work with us as, as best they can, and um, oh, we have put in a proposal um, a, several months ago about the lighting upgrade on our main pitch. So hopefully that comes off with the funding, and we can um, at least have three pitches that are, can be used all year round. Mm-hmm. Now, with the season just gone, Christine, we uh, we asked Rob the same question, so we're not uh, you know trying to uh, lead you down any path or, or roll the bus over. How how was the season? Um, our season was was really good actually. Um, obviously, the women's league went through grading at the start of this yeah. season. Yeah, can you explain um, that to our listeners, please? How how that went? Because I still can't get my head around it. So basically, I think what's happened over the years is. Clubs have obviously been pushed up and other clubs have been relegated. Yeah. And, and it kind of got to the point where you were in a division, but there was still a really big gap between the top and the bottom of, the, of that league. Right. So a Football West, I think, has sort of decided to put in a, do a grading this um, season to try and, I think, minimise the gap. Um, and so we obviously went through that grading system with our two teams and moved into Div uh, 2 Central. So we were Div 1 back in the Metro League, and so basically we've kind of moved up um, a division. Mm-hmm. Um, we finished middle of the table. That's okay. Uh, yeah, which, which is great. I mean, we were, other than our last game, if we, if we won our last game, we would have ended up second, and I suppose that shows that the league, that that division was quite close. Wow. Um, which is good because, obviously, like I said, we do have an ageing uh, squad. <laughs> and, <laughs> an experienced squad, Christine, experienced. <laughs> I think you've come by the God must have been looking down on us and thinking, no, you can't afford to go up. <laughs> 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 to, to stay where you are for now. 
is a huge plus for Kelly's culture that I mean you'd like to hear that phrase everybody's coming back that uh, that's just a vote of confidence from from ground to to, to top that um, you've got the culture and and the environment facilities that we, you always can be worked on but you, you know culture and environment if that's not right you know see you later we, we're off somewhere else mm. that is uh, that's a huge plus there Oh, absolutely. I think, I think you know, we're really lucky. I mean, we did an upgrade inside our club room sort of last year and it was all done by um, the members. Right. You know, we upgraded our bar and it was all our members who just put in their own time with their own trade skills and labour skills and we did it all ourselves. So I think that's the good thing about those, you know, some clubs just have they've just been around for such a long time, we're, like they're a family. So everyone just keeps coming back every year. Brilliant. Anything else you'd like to uh, leave us with? Uh, for for example, how can we uh, register our expression of interest if we want to become a Cali? Yeah, obviously you can go onto our Facebook page or you can reach out to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, we post obviously on our local pages, Facebook, um, all of the state leagues. So, yeah, feel free to reach out to us, whether you're a, a beginner or an experienced player, male or female. We're always looking to um, build our club numbers and... Um, continue the, the Kellys into 120 years, hopefully. 220 years? Come on, Christine. Come on. Uh, yeah. 220. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be around for that. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a statue of Christine out the front. Who's that? That's, that's Christine. <laughs> Christine, thank you very much for joining us. I really do appreciate you taking the time. Apologies for that. Um, yeah. I'll, Mishap. Yeah, well. <laughs> lack no, of t- that's absolutely fine. Technology. Yeah. Lack of technical skills by the uh, the bus driver, unfortunately. Uh, the, the boys in the studio are going, I can hear it. It's like, yeah, but... <laughs> the chaos and uh, and comedy of the World Football Programme with Huey in the, in the chair. Christine, as I say, many thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to chatting with you in the next season, if that is OK with you. Absolutely. Love to join you guys anytime. Sensational. You have a, a great uh, afternoon and stay safe and we will talk to you yes, again. Thank you. Stay nice and cool with this weather. Oh, we're in the air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> we're going oh, yeah. to be here all day. Well, at least until Len kicks us out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christine. Have a lovely weekend. You too. Bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Christine Coppin, the... Women's head coach at Bassin in Caledonians. What a chat. That was nice. That was good. Yeah, I was just asking, Rob, how did you find the grading system at the start of the yeah. year? Yeah. Uh, how do you want me to put it? Well, any, <laughs> no swearing. Yeah. Uh, I hated it. Yeah. 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 We got put in the wrong division because of it. Higher um, or lower? Too high. Way too high. Wow. By so, what? Two divisions? Um, well, last year we were in the uh, Div 2 amateurs. Right. So, which would be Div 3 equivalent. 
for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we did have uh, a big batch of new players. Yep. So we sort of knew where we were at. Uh, we put in our request to go, look, we want to play Div, Div 3. Right. Because that's where we think we're at. Mm. Which is um, the, the division you were playing in anyway. Uh, no, we're playing in Division 2. Right. Oh, okay. So, so the, oh, sorry, the previous year yes. yeah, it would have been that equivalent. And right. we finished mid-table, we're competitive, we're yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, so our sort of, yeah, our second team got put up against some lower division sides. We had some close wins. Yeah. And they went, oh, no, you won most of your games. You're going in Div 2. Mm. And we're like, but we know who we played against. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. And It was the first year, wasn't it, for grading? Yes. So yeah. was it was it like, you know, hopefully mis- mistakes may have been made and we'll, people can learn from those mistakes and how can we make Football this better? making mistakes. Yeah. Hey, come on. It's first year, for, first time for everything. I don't, I don't mind you made mistakes today about half hour ago. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good on you. <laughs> we'll swap seats, mate. No, 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 I'm fine here. <laughs> I'm closer to the door. I can run away. <laughs> now, I think it's a good idea for the lower divisions because mm. yeah. um, you get a lot of new players. Yeah. Teams change a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sort of the central divisions, I think, mm. were a bit too over the top. So I'm, I'm happy our Div 1 slash State League team didn't have to go through that. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now, games on to... I forgot to ask Christine what her team was. Oh, oh. She would have said Perth Glory. Yeah. Never mind. Games on today. Are we going to go to the EPL hoo-ha that's happening with that um, that team that has the nickname of Offies, as in we're off? What do you think about that one, uh, gentlemen? The Everton and their 10-point deduction for financial irregularities such as putting a 60 million naming rights on a stadium that hasn't yet had building approval. You know, things like that. I mean, that, that, that's all above board, isn't it? Uh, they'll, they'll appeal. To, oh, it'll get hot. Look, there's three worst teams in that division. I yeah, Everton, Ever, I think, Everton uh, Reserves and the Everton I think, I, I think Everton won't have the nicest ground in the Championship next year. I think they'll be fine. This is the side <laughs> that, on the last day last season, avoided relegation. This is the side the season before that narrowly avoided relegation. This is a side that I have predicted for the last three seasons straight as relegation. Come on, mate. This is Hans this is the side that Hans Seegers let one through his legs many years ago to stop him from being relegated. And you know Okay. But I no, I think Everton are gonna to be too good. I think they'll still be a car. I know you know what'll happen, I reckon they'll appeal it and they'll go, Yeah, okay, we'll halve it. Well, no. Well, I mean, there's always the avenue for appeal, but I, mm. I can't see it happening. It, it, it's black and white. But, but you, you've been spending hand over fist money that uh, you know you're not meant to be. And agreed. But what? They're not the only club. Oh no. So, and, so I mean, let, let, let's, let's, let's talk let's, about you know Manchester City, for and example, Chelsea. and Chelsea. You know, and I was speaking <laughs> to a, a gentleman just last night, and I can see. That the and it's going to be difficult because the EPL and the EFL are two different entities. entities. Mm. But I can see those two clubs getting the same sort of treatment that Juventus got, which is you. We can't put you down into the in the conference, but you will be going down to the lowest division of professional football in England. Can you imagine Chelsea <laughs> and Manchester City playing Grimsby on a uh, wet and rainy Tuesday night? Mm. Because that's likely to happen. I can't see it. I can't see it happening. No. Well, lawyers uh, can can keep you in the in the court for for decades, which is what exactly. City have, have been doing. Well, that's it. That's what they've got at the moment, haven't they? They've got the best lawyer in the world, yeah. haven't they? To, yeah. uh, and that's why, allegedly. 
Allegedly. This is all, yeah. And, uh, this is all what we thank, just... Thank, thanks, Jim. Uh, uh, listeners to the World Football Programme know that uh, somewhere during the uh, the programme, Hugh goes out, the thoughts and opinions expressed on the World Football Programme are the sole thoughts and opinions by the author and do not necessarily reflect the station, its board or its members or in some cases even its listeners and presenters. <laughs> so take that on board. Um, games tonight, Manchester City versus Liverpool. Cracker. Next. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that one. Well, we, while you were flapping around, we had a quick chat about that game anyway. Uh, flapping around, <laughs> panicking, <laughs> <called> panicking, mate. <laughs> what were you talking about? Because I uh, had. Well, we, we were just saying how nice it is for a decent blockbuster game to be on at a time where we don't have to stay up in the middle of the night to watch it. A decent blockbuster stop. game: Burnley versus West Ham. Oh, please. Yeah, I'll be watching that one this Luton Town versus Crystal Palace? Yeah, it's not the greatest weekend, is it, for Premier League football? So. Newcastle United will be showing their might of how much a uh, money a team can buy when they take on Chelsea. <laughs> no? Battle of the Riches. Battle of the Riches. Well, yeah, thank you very oh, much. Well done. They can come again. <laughs> There's a regular in-guest studio uh, host. Uh, well done. I'm off. <laughs> Forest against Brighton and Hove Albion. Again, it's one of those weeks where all the teams can beat each other. Do you, so, do you actually have Forest as one of those sides that are? I can't remember what I've tipped that are this worse week. than Everton. I've got Luton as one of those sides, without a doubt. Sheffield United as one of those times. Yep. Forest are up there. Burnley. Burnley. Burnley are no great shapes. West Ham. <laughs> you, Alice. How, how are you getting back in the studio? <laughs> You can't say that about Sean's West Ham. Come on, man. Sheffield United will take on AFC Bournemouth. Speaking Again, to an, uh, AFC Bournemouth. Speaking to an AFC Bournemouth fan uh, uh, last night, he was super happy that they're not in the relegation zone. And that's due to a 10-point deduction to a certain blue team. <laughs> Still plenty of time. <laughs> and then the other crack... Well, hang on. Bournemouth are playing Sheffield United, yep. who have undefeated in two. That's got to be good for Sheffield, isn't it? It's a new, 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 record. <laughs> new record, isn't it? Hayley Roach, ring up now. Talk, <laughs> yeah. talk about Where's that. Hayley when you need her? Yeah. Yeah, talk about that powerhouse that isn't Sheffield United. Uh, and the uh, Premier League closes out tonight with another cracker. A London derby, Brentford will take on Arsenal. I've got a good friend that supports Brentford, so I'm always hoping that, 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 that they win. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, you, my opinions, which are my opinions uh, about Brentford, are well known and very public, and I think they are, dare I say it, the scabs of English Ooh. football. Ooh. Allegedly. Ooh. No, if you don't have a youth system, how, how are you sustaining your club? Oh, that's right, we go around and cherry-pick every other club in London and go, come play for us, boys. Ooh, you don't start me on that one. Don't start I don't have a problem with that. Oh, get, Oh yeah, it gives because uh, so when we so, talk oh, <laughs> when we talk Jed Wallace, you were in tears, mate. We gave you but, money for but, Jed. But Brentford are giving the opportunity for the youngsters that are not going to play in the Arsenal first team come and play in our first team, and they do, and they play, and then what Brentford do is then they sell them back to that original club for a huge amount of money. Or Aston Villa, or Aston Villa, yeah, Ollie Watkins. That Brentford put no money into Ollie Watkins' development at all. Not a dime, not well, and, sorry, and, a, a, a pence. And sorry. they made twenty-five million pounds profit. Yeah, bravo. So isn't that oh. isn't that a smart way to run business? Well, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're in a minority oh, here, right? Yeah, good on you, gentlemen. Thank you very yeah. much for backing me up on that one. In the Scottish Premier League, we have Celtic taking on Motherwell. Dundee will play Hibernian Heart of Midlothian. 
That is uh, Pete Skeeter's favourite team because he can't say Midlothian. Midlothian? Yeah, Midlothian. Jambos. Yeah, Jambos. <laughs> we'll take on St Johnston. Ross County will take on Kilmarnock and St Mirren will take on Livingston. Let's go to the division that we all... The proper division. ...we all want to talk about. <laughs> Millwall will take on Coventry City. Jim, discuss. New manager. Yeah. New manager. So, uh, Tony Pulis? Tony Pulis. No, no, we, we've got... Uh, Joe Edwards, who uh, was the England under-20, and he was through the Chelsea background, That's through right. the academy there, and, uh, yeah, took over, and uh, before the international break, he's on a, 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 you know, he can't get any, you know, first game he's been in charge, and we beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-0 away from home. It's did, up. We're going up. Did you hear that, Hayley? <laughs> Millwall can beat Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> we're going up. Oh, my <laughs> Premier go- League next year now. We're going up. <laughs> Which means we'll lose 1-0 this yeah. afternoon. <laughs> I don't... Rotherham must be playing tomorrow, are they? Uh, uh, you're on the telly tonight. I'm on, I'm on it. I don't remember. Look. Uh, no, Rotherham played last night. They played last night. They drew 1-1 at one, home to Leeds. Hayley, ring up. 1-1 <laughs> with Leeds. So that uh, is a great result. I was looking at that going, well, I can't see Rotherham. 1-1 one, yeah, one with Leeds. That, that helps West Brom. No problem. West Brom will take on Ipswich Town. Top of the table oh. clash. That's a three-pointer for West Brom. That, I'm banking that. That's easy. Ipswich <laughs> are on the downside. No drama there. And that is the late game, at, um, which is where it should be. The highlight game of the day in English football. West Brom Albion versus Ipswich Town. No oh, doubt about that. Are you staying up to the middle of the night watching it? Or will you watch it on repeat tomorrow? Repeat tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> As any true fan would do. Because <laughs> even though I'm sounding like I'm confident we're going to get three points, I'm pretty sure it could go the other way. Uh, Birmingham City will take on Sheffield Wednesday. Bristol City will take on Middlesbrough. Huddersfield Town will take on Southampton. Leicester City, high-flying Leicester City, top of the table at ch- yeah. in the championship, will take on Watford. So that's another top-of-the-table clash. Come on, Leicester. And <laughs> so what are the, th- the three clubs? Is it Leicester... Watford and who's the other team that got relegated? They're going to be suing Everton for yes. uh, damages mm. and remuneration for being relegated. relegated. Southampton. Southampton, Southampton was the other team. That's yeah. correct, yep. Uh, Norwich will take on Queen's Park Rangers. Do QPR still have a manager list? Are they going to no, no, they've got they, they've got a Dane in, apparently, who was part of the Barcelona set-up, from, from what I understand. So, yeah, never heard of him. Okay. Probably won't be there after Christmas. <laughs> You've been that long, eh? <laughs> it is QPR. Jim Webb's favourite, <laughs> favourite away trip. Plymouth Argyle will take on Sunderland. Preston North End will take on Cardiff City. Stoke! Stoke! Who cares about Stoke? Take on Blackburn Rovers. And Swansea will take on... Hulse. Will take on uh, Hull City. Hull City. Yes. Can we yeah. just talk, quickly mention Scottish Cup third round? Do it. Weekend. How about Cummock versus Broomhill? Any ideas? Bro- I've got Broomhill on that Bo- one. Brora Rangers versus Pollock. What are these? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know, no. these are all cracking names, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. got, you know, Trenant versus Forfar Athletic. I'm, I'm going down that, yeah, the, the one before that. The Spartans. Spartans. The Spartans. There's that team name. Fear the Spartans. Uh, apparently they play with 300 players. <laughs> Get off, Huey. You've had enough. Get off. <laughs> you're not funny. You know you're not. No.
Yeah, and that's uh, that's the break for you listeners out there. That was for Rob Caruso. That was Fever by Elisa, and that comes from the 2002 FIFA World Cup. Fever Pitch, the official music of that World Cup featuring the smash hit Boom by Anastasia. I can play that one later, listeners. If you don't want to hear that, ring up now. No, don't ring up now. <laughs> Joining us after the break will be Mel Loretto, the female football director of Mandurah City FC. So there is plenty more to come. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to the World Football Programme on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Plenty more to come. You've got Huey, Jim and Rob in the chair. Stick with us. Where is that? Oh, okay. It's just, it's just not working. There it is. No, <laughs> what have I done? What do you ever get the feeling it's one of those days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do get yeah. the feeling it's one of those days. Yeah, you're, you're celebrating your Sabuyo win too much there, aren't you? That's what it's been doing. Oh, don't <laughs> you've opened the door there? <laughs> you've opened the door there. Uh, regular listeners know that uh, Sabuyo World Cup uh, representative Hugh Best uh, loves that game, and we had a tournament last night with one of our friends from Singapore. Guess who walked home with the trophy? <laughs> That's probably why the hangovers kicked in about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you think? It's all that champagne that he was spraying everywhere. <laughs> it's not going to play. Why is it oh. going to play? Oh, come on oh. now. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, Jim, you've got the A-League fixtures Yeah, we'll go through the A-League fixtures <laughs> yeah, there. So, um, obviously, uh, the international break over. So, as we said earlier, the leagues are all getting back to some kind of normality. So, in the, uh, the A-League uh, women that I've got up on the screen at the moment... Yeah. Um, Western, uh, uh, Western United, what Western Sydney Wanderers? Uh, that's the first game of the day, and then uh, a bit later on this afternoon, Wellington Phoenix on Perth Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, the long distance derby. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> you we, ain't we, we, had, we had a show about this. It's not the longest distance derby in the world. We know that. That's in Russia. Well, we've spoken about Pete myself about this one, but we'll get on to that one when we talk to Matt Stacey after we talk yep. to Matt Loretto. And after I get these gremlins out of this board, let's try it again. Yeah. Good luck. Fingers crossed, everyone. Uh, 107.9 FM, your local station. 107.9 FM, your local station. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron is a fourth generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor.
I want to... I want to kill him. I want to kill Huey. He's just having an absolute mare. It has been... Yeah. I'm getting through them. Like, so it's it's problem solving. Uh, there's bells mm-hmm. and whistles in front. Hey, don't you, Mel? <laughs> don't you laugh. You're not even on the air yet, Mel. Kicking <laughs> in the background. <laughs> bells and whistles in front of me that I can't get sorted in the right order. Joining us on the air is uh, somebody who's getting great entertainment from the World Football Programme today is Mel Loretto. Good morning, Mel. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Now How you can you giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Huey, he's not having a good day. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Penny's left me in charge of this desk again, and she's been warned. <laughs> Mel, so very nice for you to join us on the radio today. Can you tell us, for those listeners who may not know Mel Loretto, the Mel Loretto football story, please? Right, so I am the uh, female football director at Mandurah City uh, Football Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been doing that role for the last few years, which was a role that I created and put myself into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just a bit of my history, I've been playing um, football since I was 13 years old. Most wow. of, pretty much my entire football career has been in Mandra, other than a few years, I went and played Premier League at Murdoch for Murdoch University. So I took off for about three or four years. Um, but Mandra has always been my club mm-hmm. and my home. Just where I've been brought up in the Portuguese community, family's Portuguese, so it runs in the blood. Now, Portuguese, um, what's yeah. your club? What's your club? Uh, we were Fremantle. No, Fremantle no, 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 your Portuguese club. Oh, yes, uh, Sporting Lisbon. Well done. Correct answer. Well played. <laughs> well done. I think, I think Mel, Mel's been quite modest with her history. She because, has. Because she's missed out the most recent bit of her history. Um, we were going to get onto that and, one. And I'm, well, let's get it out of the way now. So congratulations, Mel. The, um, <laughs> the 2023 Female Volunteer of the Year uh, Award went to Mel for, for the city of Mandra on Wednesday night. So uh, congratulations, Mel, on that. And uh, quite richly deserved it, as, as we all think, down at the club there. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was very shocked, but <laughs> extremely humbled by it. So um, it was a really great night, and yeah, it, it was it was just really nice to be given that award for sure. And, and let's just big up the others because you weren't the only member of Manchester City that won awards that night. Um, really? Do you, do you want to just give a shout out to the other two winners? Um, yep. So we also had um, one of our players. Uh, Georgia Aisi. Uh, she won Sports Person of the Year for the City of Mandra uh, for Judo. So she's currently at the uh, Pan Pacific. Pan, Pan Pacific. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, representing Samoa in Judo. So she's um, going to be a future Olympian, that one. So watch this space. But she's also an incredible footballer. Brilliant. Um, yeah, we also had. Uh, one of our social ladies, Belinda Devine, who won an award for her program in inclusion for tennis. So, inclusion tennis program. So, yeah, it's, um, it's all happening down our way. <laughs> yeah, you can, you're in the World Football Program here, Mel. Modesty doesn't count. Yeah, you, you shout it and you shout it as loud as you can. Yeah, we we want to hear it. <laughs> now, no, not- it's pretty awesome. 
It pretty awesome. It's sensational. Now, uh, I was trying to get in touch with you last time I was on the show hosting, but you were busy somewhere else on the other side of the country. Discuss that one, please, Mel. How did that go? I was. I was at the First Nations Indigenous Football Cup. In? Representing Western Australia. And that was held where? um, That was held in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. Um, The event itself was at the Kinsella Sport Complex. Um, so basically that tournament um, is an opportunity for female Indigenous players to represent their state um, and just um, it's a basically a football platform that showcases uh, the positive aspects um, of the players, coaches and just all the communities from all across the nation. So it's also just another way just to get more Indigenous players involved in the sport. Um we had a very young team. I was the non-Indigenous representative for the team. And um, a lot of the players that came were quite young. A lot of them from Geraldton um, Sporting Association, but mm-hmm. they all played other sports. So AFL, basketball, netball, um, and they got a really good taste of football over there and they all really enjoyed it. So that was awesome. Um, very well-run competition and it was just really good to see. Um, all those wonderful female Indigenous football players. Now, you said you were the the non-Indigenous uh, player on the, on the team. What was yep. the uh, the guidelines for that uh, qualification for the teams? Was it only one non-Indigenous two. player? Two. Yep, so you could have two. Okay. So we actually had, um, just from Bandra, we had four uh, representatives from Bandra City Football. So wow. two of them was... Mel? Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. No, no, we'll give you credit then. Kiwi, you didn't do that. No, no, it's not. Oh, yeah, good. good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Um, oh, well, I'll get back in touch with Mel. Just... There it is oh, there. There we are. <laughs> okay. That was uh, technical issues out of my control. For a change, what I can do is I will do this. This is the Portuguese uh, entry into the 2002 FIFA World Cup. It is from Nelly Furtado. It's called Party. You've heard this one before on other radio stations. I'll get Mel back. That's not my fault. I've got witnesses. That was not my fault. Mel, you stay where you are. I'll be back in touch in just a moment. Cleaning my dirty mind like a toilet, but it won't give in. Drinking spirits in the hopes that I'll find myself one. All I rectify is that the party's just begun. 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 Feel like falling asleep and never waking up. It's not that my glass is empty, but I need another cup. When all of the doors around me just shut, go one by one by one by one. I feel like falling asleep, but the party is just, just begun. Party's 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 just begun. 
Technical issues aside, that was, uh, like I said, Nelly Furtado with the Portuguese edition from the 2022... Uh, 20, 2002, get it correctly, 2002 World Cup. And that was party. Mel says it's her fault. Good morning again, Mel. Your fault? Um... I'm going to say yes just for today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes my fault. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring down Huey's money for saying later. <laughs> Regular listeners to the show go, no, it's not. Huey's done it again, hasn't he? Now, we were talking about the Indigenous uh, Nations Tournament. Jim, um, saving my bacon as he regularly does, trying to take out that title of hashtag World Greatest Wingman from Pete Skeeler, has got the four <laughs> no ladies. <laughs> got the four ladies that joined you in that tournament. Jim, who were they, please? Yeah, so along with Mel, we had um, we had uh, Melissa Spillman um, representing Katrina Breen and Casey Hughes. They would have, along with Mel, were the four reps from uh, Mandra City taking part in that tournament. And what position do they play, Mel? Uh, Melissa Spillman, goalkeeper. Yep. Casey Hughes was defender. Katrina Breen, striker. Unfortunately, Katrina lasted 20 minutes. She had a very, got a very bad injury. Oh, no. And had to have her shoulder, um, a plate in, oh, no. in her shoulder. Yes, so that wasn't a very good start. Is she her. okay? Uh, she's okay now. Yep, just in recovery now. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah. And then myself. Um, I got put a centre back. Yay for me! <laughs> Sweep, sweeper, uh, you know, centre back. You like behind the. Uh... It, it was the experienced yeah, head behind. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, it. That's needed. Dictating place, seeing everything unfold, <laughs> getting, getting, that's exactly getting right. aces in places. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, how did West Australia go in that tournament, Mel? Good. Um, Good. We. Yeah, really look really good. There you considering, go. Considering um, that the girls, a lot of it, we've never played together. Um, and they were girls that some of them had never even played football before. Wow. So we, yeah, we lost the first game 2-0, lost the second game 1-0 to the team that actually made the finals. So okay. pretty good result. We won the third game 4-0 and we drew the last game. So we only missed out by finals by, I think it was one goal difference. That was all. Oh, no. So close. Oh, if only Katrina wasn't injured, she would have got that goal. She would have got the <laughs> four. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Because I will admit, the last game, they did put me up front as striker, and I, I, I'll i admit, I missed five sitters. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. I know. I mean, Get that I'm centre back where they belong. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Sena- I should have just, yep, I don't, uh, yeah, keep me in the back. A centre back over the uh, halfway line, nosebleed time. Get yourself back where you belong. <laughs> exactly right. I was kicking myself. <laughs> not the ball. That, that could have been the ball. issue. No, yeah. <laughs> you were involved in the Women in Leadership program. Can you tell our listeners about that, please? Yes. So um, I. Um, applied for the Women in Football Leadership Program, which is a Football West and Football Australia combined program for women. And mm-hmm. basically it um, it brings women together from all areas of football to share all of our experiences, our leadership styles, and just for us to learn how to network. Right. And, yeah, it's um, it's been really good. We've just finished 
So it was a five-week five program. We spent two well, full days yep. at Optus Stadium, Ooh. which was awesome. Yeah. And then we got to watch the Matildas after on the last day. So, um, look, it's been really good. To It's been extremely empowering, actually, that we've had all these women from different clubs just come together and just gain a whole new, you know, sense of confidence and just being able to go out there and do the things that we want to do but probably maybe too afraid to do. Such so. as what, Mel? I mean, the, you know, I, I, I can understand there's that um, hesitancy of new skills, but what, what were you uh, alluding to there, that, that, that these uh, empowered women are too afraid to do what in specific? Maybe just... Um, having the backing from their club. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I'm really lucky that my our club is so on board with my ideas and everything that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I am very, very grateful for, for the club for allowing me to come up with all these. Oh, sometimes my ideas are crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I'm staying quiet. <laughs> you Jim, Jim knows. Jim's giggling. He's got a list. Jim, you can cross that one out. You don't need to mention that. Mel's nope, done it yeah. for you. <laughs> but um, and I, I do understand that probably they do feel that they're going to get a pushback. So yep. it's just understanding, well, realising that, no, my idea is good. Yep. And I believe it's going to benefit my club and they just have to put it forward and not be afraid and just, yeah, have that confidence to know that you can do it. Yeah, and that, yeah. But we've been given the tools as well. So in the program, we've been, we've been given the tools. We've been taught how to, how to do certain things. Uh, it's hard to explain, like... Um, communication, networking, like, yeah, it's been great. Okay. Now, you mentioned the Matildas. Tell us about that. Uh, that did you um, get to meet and greet? Uh, we've got Sam Kerr sitting in front of me. No, we no. aren't. <laughs> it's it's Robin, <laughs> Robin and Sam Kerr, a backflip T-shirt, which is an awesome shirt. Did you get to meet and greet uh, or, or, or have a chat with Tony Gustafsson, that, that sort of thing, in part of the course? No, we, did, no, we didn't. Not in <clears> the course. No, we didn't. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, didn't get that opportunity. Um, but the girls, um, our girls got to be part of a lot of the things when um, for the Asian qualifiers when they were here. So we did have halftime heroes and yeah. they did the little legends lap and Good. they were mascots and we had ball girls and it was just, it was the best. It was absolutely amazing for them to be able to have that experience, yep. which might even be once in a lifetime. Oh, without doubt. And a, a, yep. a, an experience and, and memory that they'll talk about for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. And it's so inspiring for them. The looks on their faces, it just gives you goosebumps. Seeing, you know, when you, the pic, there's pictures that get captured and you can see their faces <laughs> just light up. <laughs> like, it is the best. Yeah, there's a uh, Jim's giggling. I don't know if he knows that there's a, a famous uh, soundbite. Just look at their faces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, at Mandra City, um, Mandra FC, uh, what's happening in that space for us, Mel, please? So, um, like I was saying before, I started the female football program only 
last year, right. 2022, and we started with three junior girls teams and had two women's teams, so Division One and our social women. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we expanded a little bit. We had an extra junior team come along, and we did a lot of, you know, a lot of things. I've done a lot of things in between. Next year, oh, my gosh, next year. Here we go. <laughs> juniors. Juniors have doubled. Good. Senior teams have doubled. Good. Um, it's been really good to see the impact of the Matildas. Um, and I just made sure that I had lots of different little things in place so that the girls could continue to play even in the off-season. So little camps and clinics and things like that. Um but basically, Amanda, we just like to prioritise um, not only our players' on-field skills, but also their the holistic development. Yeah. So I just, yeah, for me, it's all about providing that really supportive environment, character building, good attitudes, personal growth, all of that sort of stuff, just to make the player themselves really well-rounded. Yeah, and that's... Uh, we were speaking to Christine Coppin earlier on from Bassendine Caledonians. That, um, and Rob as well, when we, we spoke with Rob, that to you can build, you know, certain infrastructure things, but you can't you can't build character. You, you have to grow right. character. You can't build, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stickability, for, for want of a phrase. You know, that, that, that determination to, to, to keep on coming back, knowing that you're in a, right. a safe, uh, loving and, and, and caring environment that... that Correct. Is is structured to yep. you becoming the best that you can become. You know, not everyone's going to make the Matildas. Maybe not everyone makes the first team. But if you are in an environment where you know you've done the best you can because they've helped and and encouraged and nurtured you to become that that best player, um, yeah, there, there's there's a role for everybody. Refereeing, maybe. You know, I, I was speaking way back when to uh, a, a uh, women in football um, forum. And they were talking about the churn rate of, of particularly women footballers. And mm-hmm. I've gone, yeah, but th- that churn rate doesn't necessarily have to be players lost to the game. You know, there's administration, there's there's coaching, there's refereeing. And I, from the refereeing side of point of view, went, well, if that player has played at a decent level, they've got mm-hmm. an understanding of the game, they've got a knowledge of the laws of the game, then they can play internationally as a referee. Yeah, Correct. We, we're, yeah, seeing, right. we're seeing more and more at um, uh, Chris... Christine for Stephanie for par, um, and and her FIFA team becoming the first all female uh, refereeing team at the last World Cup. It, it, there's no there's no boundary to that, um, particularly as FIFA, and that uh, that phrase comes out of my mouth very very slowly, and <laughs> uh, are doing everything they can to to not say oh that's a female referee or that's a male referee. They're saying is that the best referee, and if so, yeah. there's your game. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's just down to the nurturing and, and, and the ability of we're trying to make you the best you can be. That's right, yeah. And you, you're spot on with giving them other opportunities. Mm. So we do like, for me, we ha- I have a lot of the junior girls come along and help coach the minis. Nice. And I give them those sorts of opportunities. Um, we ran a referee course Brilliant. here at the club. I think we had 26 people come wow. and out of 26, 20 were kids. Oh, that's brilliant. So, yeah, and then we're running our summer fives and sevens comp. So those kids that were in that referee course, I gave them the opportunity, there were boys and girls, mm-hmm. to um, practice in the summer fives and summer sevens. Good. 
And, um, yeah, so they, they've all come along and they're loving it. Now they've got this confidence just in the summer sport, in the small-sided games yep. that they all want to now build on and do junior games yep. on, a, on the bigger fields next year. So stepping little little stepping mm. stone, stepping blocks and build up that confidence and you'll end up with um, a whole bunch of kids that want to do a whole bunch of really cool stuff for the sport. Now, Mel, you, you, you know, you've mentioned all the stuff with Mandra City, but you also are part of the Peel Regional Football Council now. You're an ambassador of women's development in the whole of the Peel region wow. and also working with, with Mel Spillman, who's the ambassador for Indigenous programs in the area. So, I mean, how many hours in your day is there? Because uh, <laughs> could you could you could you spare us those couple of hours that you seem to have grabbed from somewhere? I'll use them for sleep. <laughs> but how, uh, yeah. how 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 did that come about? And 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 what sort of programs have you got lined up for the for the Peel region as as a whole, and not only for the for the football club? Yes, yeah, so that's a really good question about hours. Um, <laughs> I don't sleep a lot. I will admit before. Um, I came on air today. I was having a little nap. I think I had about 10, 15 minutes. That so, long? Wow. Yeah, pretty long for me. <laughs> but, yes, um, I was asked to be the um, female ambassador for the Pill region, which is a great honour. Fantastic um, for the Pill region itself. We do have – I've only just come on board, so my ideas, my mind is – buzzing and I do have lots of ideas that I'll be bringing forward. I know a lot of clubs at the moment are holding some open sessions. I have offered to attend those open sessions mm -hmm. and just talk to some of the girls and uh, see where those clubs are at with their development stages. Like I said before about um, offering the holistic approach. Yep. Um, yeah, it's Melissa and I as well have some really good ideas in on the Indigenous side um, with all boys and girls, but uh, yeah, my gosh, there's just... Do you know what? There is so much stuff that you, that can be done. It's prioritising yeah. what's most important at the moment. So, And what's most important at the moment in the Peel region is getting as many girls as we possibly can to play. Now, Mel, before we let you go, how can those uh, girls and women get involved uh, in the Peel region to play football? So what you can do is uh, we will be posting out a list soon on the Peel Regional Football Council page um, stating all the clubs that are within, within the Peel region. So yep. I would recommend just checking out all the open sessions. So open sessions are not trials. Right. They're just come along. And give it a go Good. and see how you feel at that particular club or how you feel in that particular age group yep. or whatever it may be. So, yeah, check out the Peel Regional Football Council page soon. I'll, um, Jim, did you hear that? Yep, we've got to, we've got to get on to that one. Yep, I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not writing it down, Mel. He just heard it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can listen to this on the podcast. <laughs> But, yeah, so just um, make the inquiries. I'm also open. Anyone can message me and I can di direct them to the, the club closest to them and give them some guidance. Mm.
If, if those that are not on Facebook, the Peel Regional Football Council is in the process of developing a brand new website as well. So yeah. you can uh, get on Google and uh, have a look and search for that as well. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. For sure. For sure. Mel, Loretto, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm surprised you actually had the time to take our phone call. <laughs> well, I did try to hang up on you. <laughs> yeah, you did, but unfortunately it's me. I'm ringing back. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. No, it's been our pleasure, Mel. We look forward to chatting with you next season, if that's okay with you. Yep, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Mel. You stay safe, stay out of that heat, and you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Ciao. 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 Go on, Rob. Do the Italian. Ciao. Ciao, <laughs> Ciao Bella. You could have put the Bella in there. Shut <laughs> up, Mel. <laughs> that was Mel Loretto, the female football director at Mandra City FC. Holy... Sleep. No, no, put that away. We don't need that uh, one. Sleeps for wimps. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Joining us after the break will be Matthew Stacey, the Perth Glory superfan. We've been alluding all show that we will get into that Perth Glory space and we're going to do it next. You've got Jim Webb, Rob Caruso and myself, Hugh Best, pressing the wrong buttons in the wrong order. And we will be back very, very shortly. Stick with us. You're on 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. Hey, it worked! Hi, I'm Peter Skeeler. Everyone seems to think I'm the ultimate wingman and full of helpful information. It's true, I am. My passion is trivia and Australian football statistics. Check out aleaguestats.com, my website where you can follow all the stats and results from the men's and women's A-leagues from the beginning of time, or at least 2005 and 2008 respectively. You're listening into the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle and we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www futsalwa.org.au Gate and Fence Hardware WA your one stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security we can offer great advice and solutions for your project trade and layman welcome hardware shipped all over Australia contact the team on 9258-6822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au station sponsor. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. 
We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Time. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. <laughs> and then you were sitting next to me. Oh, yeah, back on there, back on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see the banter that goes on here. If you think it's chaos when the mic's on, you oh, should be in here yeah. when the mic's aren't on. Well, it's only those people that pay the money get to see what's not on. That's them. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You've got, to, you've got to become a Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> that's it. You get the webcam feed and all the rest of it. So uh, that's me waving to the webcam yeah. feed. Oh, yeah, no worries. Joining us on the air right now is... Matt Stacey, the Perth Glory Superfan. Good morning, Matt. How are you today? Good. Another glorious weekend. Oh. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> and how so, Matthew? Why is it another glorious weekend? Oh, another weekend of glory playing. There you go. And where are they playing, Matthew? Well, the girls are playing in Wellington today. Mm-hmm. And a bit of news that has come across us in the last couple of weeks that we've only just trialling, where the Glory do their pre shed do their pre-game, we are now able to watch away games, and that means we can now watch the girls away games. Hey. And where can we watch the girls away game today, Matthew? At the shoe at Yagan Square. <laughs> and, and if you're a Glory Shed supporter member... Here we go. Free bill. You get, you, even at the um, away games, you get your 20% off. <laughs> so not only on match days, on away games. And that is food and beverage, isn't it, Ma- uh, Matthew? Yes, yes. Anything at the shoe. Anything at the shoe, you get 20% off. If you become a Perth Glory Shed member, how do we do that one, Matthew, please? Um, email message, obviously, will come up. If you're at one of the events, you come up to one of the Shed people. Yep. Or you can just send a message to the Shed's Facebook page and they'll get in touch and give you all the information, but that's only $25 to become a member mm-hmm. and you get a badge for that $25. You get a badge for the year, a pin badge yep. saying you're a Shed member. You get the discount card yep. and gives you access to come on our tours of duties. It's almost like we've done a bit of uh, pre uh, preparation here, Matthew. The tour of duty this uh, this season is going to be where, and how can I get involved in it? Well, it's Melbourne City in April, from the twelfth to the fifteenth. That obviously you can't come, but we'll. No, love I'll be at work, mate, and that that is a legitimate excuse. It's not that I don't want to be sitting next to you on a plane for because uh, you know I love you, Matthew. You know that, uh, but yeah, I'll be at work, unfortunately. But the reason why I wanted to promote it because the deposits have to be paid by the twenty third of December. So if you're wanting to come on to us, you haven't got long to think about it. And we can get those details on the Perth Glory Shed members' Facebook page? Yes, and I sent you a um, yeah, yeah, you did. flyer so you can put it up on the 
we'll put both pages. Okay, Pete, can you... Oh, Pete's not here. Pete's no, not I here. think Pete's already done that, mate. Yeah, I think it's on there. Yeah. 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 No, we've already done that. You know that. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we, we love and your support to the show, and the, the least we can do is is to help you out with that one. Yeah, and the ground package that gets you accommodation mm-hmm. at the Ridges, Melbourne. Ooh. Two a shirt, badge, a stubby cooler. Yeah, there you go. And our dinner this year, club dinner, we're doing a river cruise. Oh, nice, up the Yarra. Oh, up the Yarra. Yeah. Oh, a bit of one of those. That's brilliant. Yeah. And that price is for $475 twin share. Excluding airfare. Yeah, excluding airfare. That's right. You get yeah. your own way. Yeah, because it was 420 bucks with airfare and all of that. I'm going, oh, I'm, I'm pulling a sickie. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matthew, you mentioned that the men are playing tomorrow. Where can we watch that, please? At the same place, the women's at the at the shoe. At the shoe, I saw. Yeah, and I I should be at that one tomorrow. I saw a Facebook post that said it was somewhere else, mate. Is that uh, is that a a, a rival yeah. group? Yeah, that's the most of the younger group, younger guys. Ah. The the ones who don't like us. <laughs> yeah. Should I say? But Hello. not trying to be anything, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that that's a mule chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't like us. They're, 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 they're the ones of, to put it into fact, they're the ones who started boycotting the games when the finals came. Oh yeah. Or finals decisions. It's a group of them who do it differently. That's okay. Everyone's allowed their voice and, and to express themselves in a non violent way, any way they choose, which is fine. I've often said more than a few times that if you're going to uh, protest, vote with your vote with your wallet because that hurts the most. You know, you can yell whatever you like from the sidelines, you can yeah, but if you vote with your wallet, it's always heard. Yeah. It's just a shame that they couldn't come to agreement with us and join in with the pre-games and they can have their own venue rather than be united as glory fans. That's all right. That day will come. You know, the, the, the welcome hand of friendship is always open. Mm. And that's the way you go. Now, Matthew, we've had some um, disappointing news recently with the ownership... Um, bid uh, going belly up. Now, those regular listeners will know that I uh, thought that that was going to happen way back when. I spoke to you about that and said exactly the same thing. Uh, Everyone was quite buoyant that it was going to happen. Uh, What happened, Matthew? From what you know? Well, for what I know, they didn't make their final payment. Oh, look, there's a surprise. It's almost like they had no money. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, they just, or they didn't make it in time, if you know what I mean. They didn't pay it in time, and then the people taking in charge, the readership guys, they yeah. just said, no, can't, you're not making your payment. We can't try. Yep. But no. honestly, it's make sure we have blessing in disguise. As much as they sounded like the right people... I think it's literally a blessing that it happened before before they took over. Yeah. Because if it happened when they took over. And that was that the group that Vince Grella was involved with? Yeah. The ones who had been publicised saying they were going to... I'm not the sure which group. one. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. The ones who said that they were going to build a new home for glory and stuff. Yeah, yeah. A so, new home for glory. Yeah, which so, been, yeah. so where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? 
Good well, question. Well, w- where I would like, yep. I would like us to get the, hopefully, that Singapore buyer back in because if that happens, my prediction is it opens up avenues for us to play in the off-season in Singapore, in Singapore leagues and things. Mm, yeah, no, again, I was playing some video last night with a, uh, a player, an ex-player who played against the Perth Kangaroos. We've had that before. That, that option has always been available. Uh, why do you believe... Well, can I ask you this question? Why do you think Perth Glory have not taken that option? We've got Southeast Asia just up the road. It's the same distance flight time as to go to Sydney. Cheaper to get to than Sydney. Uh, oh, no, I've, I've said this more than a few times. When, when there's been tournaments, one in Singapore and one in Sydney, and they give me a hard time, go, why do you not support the local one? Well, because I'm flying internationally to Singapore for less money, same flight time. Why do you believe, Matthew, that the Glory don't exercise that option on a more regular basis? I would imagine it's contacts as well. Contacts? Uh, there's a little thing called, like, the internet, where <laughs> yeah. even though if you uh, uh, even if you don't know uh, somebody, you uh, can go, hello, like, on, on, on a, a device that sends messages across the world. Like, and it would be money factor as well. Ah, there we go. <laughs> and not having the right owner to actually follow through. Yeah, well, I mean, Mr. Sage was, you know, again, the old be careful what you wish for. I, I wanted Mr. Sage to be the owner until the end of time. You know, he, he I believed he was good for football. He, I believed he was good for the glory. And, um, you know, we've found more than, a, more than a few times before Mr. Sage's ownership how the glory were, were struggling. And now after Mr. Sage's ownership, how the glory are struggling again. So be careful what you wish for, Glory fans. Uh, but so, I, I, I wouldn't say we're struggling at the moment. Well, not, not on the field of play. I'm talking financially, you know, the, the, uh, the, the backroom side of things. The background, I don't think we are. But I actually think we're stronger now. Ooh. As much as I like Sage and that, but I actually think we're stronger. In what, and, in what God, way? Talking to the staff and that, they all seem happier. Everyone oh. seems, everyone seems happier at the club. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you'd know. I mean, I'm on the outside looking in. Oh, hello. Cold chisel reference. What's going on there? It's <laughs> 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 so, a well, football program, not a music show. What are you doing? Um, yeah, so I am on the outside looking in. Oh, he's demolishing the studio now. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. was like that when I came in. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's good news there, Matthew, because, yeah. And, and the match day experiences have changed as well since stage. They have all the flame flowers and all the pyros before games as well. That they didn't used to do. Yeah, um, so they brought they brought the. I'm not saying that's a thing, but they actually it has no. changed this. It's enhanced the match day experience in your mind. Not a big fan of the flamethrower in in the middle of a a Perth uh, summer. Like, yeah, it's forty degrees. Let's get the flamethrower going. Uh, (laughs) No, no, let's get let's get the ice bath. Ice bath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the 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 mister, the water mister coming. That that'd be the way to go. But anyway, Matthew. And not only not only they do the the amends, they've actually been doing stuff at the girls' games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jim uh, is a new. Visitor to the women's at, down at Fortress Macedonia, and he was very happy with the experience. Yes. 
Matthew, we're nearly done. I'm sorry about uh, the, the yeah. lack of time I've been having. Oh, and, and the yeah. other thing you may not have spoke about, the Perth Glory Black Friday mystery boxes oh, that they brought in. No, I, I saw that. Tell us, uh, tell us about on. the Black Friday mystery boxes because you can get them in all sizes. Uh, and when I say oh. sizes, it's 50 bucks, 75 bucks, 100 bucks, yeah. 150. Did you get one, Matthew? Yes, I did. Oh, what, what, what size uh, mystery box? Oh, no, no. And did, I won't ask what you. was in your box? What was in your box? <laughs> I don't know yet. I haven't received oh. it. Oh. But I know, the, I know the $25 ones have sold out, the oh, cheaper okay. ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there is a story going around. People are expecting everyone to have some sort of Daniel Starridge shirt in. <laughs> they didn't sell all of them. They, apparently they had lots of stock left. Unused. Yeah. Didn't sell all of them. I heard a little rumour they sold one and that was to Daniel Sturridge's mum. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh, no. They didn't sell all of them. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's a good... I reckon it's very good of them to try something different. Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to... Yeah, um, that's a story for a different day, the, the way the uh, the, Amer- the Australian market is becoming more and more Americanised. Black Friday, what, what are we having next? We're going to have thanks- Thanksgiving? Because yeah, that's where the Black Friday comes yeah, in. If we're not having right. Thanksgiving, why are we having Black Friday? Oh. Same reason we're having Halloween. If it means I can get my Christmas shopping done at 25% discount, I hope you bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> And there is Jim Webb voting with his wallet, like I said earlier. (laughs) Matthew, thank you very much for joining us. Just remind our listeners once more how they can get involved with the Glory Men and the Glory Women with a watch party this weekend, please. They just head to the shoe bar. And where can we find the shoe bar? Um, Yagan Square. It's in Yagan Square, so... Uh, And... And... if we're not on the balcony, we'll be in their function room. Bit. Yeah, you can't miss them. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Will you be wearing your uh, formal gear or, or not? Well, just casual, just casual. If I get there. No, I'm talking about you, mate. You're gonna you're gonna put your suit on or what? Oh no, I'll be casual, more casual for them. But I will be dressed up very special at the next home game. That's all I can say. Oh, you may have seen you may have seen a photo with me withholding something. <laughs> it may be related to that. And what is special about the next home game, Matthew? It's a Melbourne City Friday night game. Mm-hmm. And all I know, we're going bananas for glory. <laughs> oh, not not letting any hints out there, Matthew. You're going bananas uh, for glory. Well, it was it was teasy. If you were at the women's game, you would have seen you yeah. would have seen them. They did a test run. We're not we're not seeing the uh, glory gorilla come back, are we? Well, he's he's always been there. <laughs> well, that's on the eighth of December, so just a couple of weeks away. There you go, yeah. Matthew. And it's a Friday night. Friday night. And it's a Friday night. Matthew, thank you very much for joining us. Len is in the studio. He's going to be on next uh, with uh, Bags Groove, uh, your weekly fix of jazz music. Thank you very much for joining us, Matthew. Like I said, apologies that I was having such a, uh, a, a difficult time. Challenging just, day. Challenging. Thank you very much, Jim. <laughs> Uh, I could think of at least three, <laughs> three other different words in a uh, slightly different order. None of which you can put on right None now. None of which I can <laughs> say right now. But yeah. Matthew, thanks for joining us. You stay safe, stay out of the heat, and we will talk to you again during the season, if that's okay. Yeah, anytime. Any- anytime you need, anytime someone doesn't. If you miss a call, you can always call me. I know that, Matthew. That's, <laughs> I know that, mate. You stop it. And I, and I appreciate you for being there. Uh, thanks, Matt. You take it easy. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Take care, Matt.
And that was Matthew Stacey, the Perth Guru super fan, going bananas. Going bananas. Yeah, the A League had just kicked off. Wellington nil, Melbourne City nil after 26 minutes. Oh, I thought we were going to say 26 seconds. Yeah, no, 26 <laughs> minutes gone, still nil nil. So, okay. Uh, that's the double header with the glory plan this afternoon. Fantastic. Nice. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. Rob, I will be getting in touch with you when I need a, yeah, uh, a wingman. Any, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are here on the World Football Programme. Thanks for our long-time partners, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Perth, Osworth Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom fence, gates and gate automation project, manufacture and installs, and gate and fence hardware WA for all your hardware and parts to make your fence and gate project look penny schmicko. So thank you very much. Thank you to all of our guests who joined us. Christine Coppin from Bassney in Caledonia, Mel Loretto from Mandurah City, and you in particular, Rob, for coming all that way from 10 minutes down the road to join us here in the studio. <laughs> yeah. The long <laughs> my drive. Name's, my name's Hugh Best. Jim Webb, thank you very much. Thank Hope you. that hand gets better. Thank you. And bye. we'll be back again next week on the World Football Programme, 107.9 FM. Bye for now. Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.